Rolling in the Mist is a series with fantasy, violence, sexual humor, and worst of all, cussing. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to another exciting episode of Rolling in the Mist. I am your master of ceremonies, Kevin Carpenter, and joining me today are... Pablo Mia. As Eugene... <coughs> Fritz. <laughs> and... <laughs> Ryan Bravo as Leo Castello. And... Jason Bigger as Samuel Payne. And once this session, we now have Chris Wrangle on the Switchboard. Yeah, it's about bloody time. Boo. Yeah, animal control finally caught up with him. Anyway, <laughs> we have the permits now. It's fine. It's legal. Yeah, yeah, we we we, we got him. We good. We got an animal for you. Yeah. See? So I this is going to be I think our final interlude if our next story arc is our final one. I'm not you know I mean like you guys will probably find some way to surprise me, but I like how you said that if the final one is the final one. <laughs> I mean here here's the thing. I'm planning on this story arc being the final one, but also like you guys always surprise me we in ways that I can never really... fucking yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes we surprise you in ways that I'm disappointed by. Like <laughs> like like, I wanted the rest of Elodie's game to kind of go through. Nah, like I, I kind of wanted it to go, just to happen. But then it didn't go the way we wanted, so we were, like, pissy about it to her until everything blew up. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I, mean, I was about to say, uh, being pissy about it and then everything blows up, that's pretty much uh, every session. <laughs> that's the calling, <laughs> that's the calling card of the protectors of life and death. Is that still our How good is this? I don't know. Yeah, your guys' crew theme is the protect uh, guardians of life. Guardians and death. of life. And death. Yeah, We're still that. Look yeah. At that. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, more uh, protectors of life, not so much after death. Yeah, I was about to say, did you guys use like any of those? No, tags I've been last I've arc? been wanting to use, but you guys keep telling me no, save it. And I'm like, when the fuck do you want to use it then? Till the, the fucking game's over. I thought y'all used catch overlook details. No, I was going to. You guys said no. Let's save it. Oh, I did want to save it. That's because we had a plan for the final game, and then you're just like, nah, I'm just gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we still have the Dodge Charger? We yes. technically do, yeah. It's, because it's, it's, we it's still parked outside. It's in the parking lot of the Dice Inn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys left in a beat to crap hot pink We, we left car. on the hood of a car. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because, see, I'm listening to everything as it's, like, we're a few, uh, we've recorded a few more than have been released. Yeah. And I listened to the last one that was released, and the last place I I can spot the Charger is, is we left it on the side of the road, like, next to the alley. Yeah, we left it next to the alley. It's still there. Yeah, it's I saw the keys. Indented. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, we uh, we had. Uh, I think it was the downtime right before the casino heist. Yeah. Uh, Leo picked it up. Wait, we drove off last. No, time. we walked no, no. down the. Uh, we no. walked. Yeah. No, no. The last thing you no, picked up the car, session. you smashed it through. Oh, hit no. both thought, of us. Car. I thought you were talking Dodger? about the charger. Is that the charger? No, no, no I don't no, have no, the that's, charger. That's, that's I have. A, I'm car. driving yeah. a pink hot Cadillac. Okay, so you, we're, that's your yeah. Cadillac. Yeah. We'll get to the charger when we get to it. <laughs> All right, so speaking of cars, let me set the scene. In the dark of the night, in the quiet of the city. I didn't understand that segue. I'm just going to say I didn't understand. Speaking of cars, let me set the scene. 
I, I, was, I, I was just more thrown off of like you telling us to stop and like we were quiet already. What are you talking? Oh, about? that's why you were thrown yeah, off. I, like, I thought we all shared a look. Of, I, I didn't I, get the correlation. I Kevin was, wants to start the story. Start the story. Yeah, okay, I was I about to set it. the scene with cars. I was yeah, having yeah, you guys yeah. stop so I could put in music. So let me do the music okay, again. Oh, I, I was just put off because I'm like we were quiet. As long I think you should keep all this, and as long as. You, when I cut you off, you put a needle scratch. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, great. Alrighty, so everyone pause. We're going to put some more transition music in here. It's a quiet night in Eden City. Well, there's always the background noise of the city of the people walking the streets, but in this area next to the Dice Inn, really the only sound is the old neon sign that flickers on and off because who fixes their neon signs anymore. The other sound that disrupts this quiet night is the creaky sound of a beat-up, hot pink Cadillac, which could be seen from miles away even in the night. (laughs) What a getaway car. Slowly rolling into the parking lot of the inn. And as it pulls into the space next to an equally beat-up bulletproof Dodge Charger, we, we hear a bang, we hear a hiss, and then the pink Cadillac stops. And as the, and as the doors creak open, our protagonists emerge, beat-up and tired from a long long night oh my god i can't believe we made that out alive i can i flick my coin <laughs> just enjoy thank you paying for that i yeah. feel like jello pudding you look own. like jello pudding oh thank, thank you mm-hmm. i uh i grab the keys out of my pocket and i beep beep <laughs> towards the, the the mustang i go over i rummage through the uh oh, the hold up wait 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 mustang now there's a Mustang? Sorry, the Charger, Charger. The Charger? I, I'm sorry. Oh, you're unlocking the Charger. Yeah, I'm unlocking yeah. the Charger, yeah. Okay. Um, I go... Oh, God, I'm getting fucking disapproving heads. I'm sorry. Uh, there's a difference. I, I know. It's my bad. Uh, I go over to the glove compartment, and, I, and I'm looking to see if there's any more booze left. Yeah, I think at this point in the adventure, there is no more booze. Oh, fuck. And I, <laughs> and I grab it, and I just like... God damn it. I just chuck it somewhere into the alley. We all boys tired about we did it. We were successful. We all got what we wanted, right? Well, I did uh, not. I'm checking the inventory, and it seems the only thing we walked away with, besides our lives, would be your own earnings from the vault, Mr. Payne. Well, I'm, I am happy about that, but I thought you got what you wanted. What about that book? No. You clearly saw the individual f- chasing us made use of that book. So I'm the only one who got what they wanted? Well, I, I, I was managed. I managed to retrieve my tapestry. Eugene looks around. He doesn't have the tapestry. Where's your tapestry, Eugene? You oh. left it, didn't you? Son of an atheist whore! <laughs> and, and Leo just puts his hand on his face like, wow, we really walked out away with nothing. Yeah, I think as soon as you yell, son of an atheist whore, like a door opens. <laughs> and, and it's uh, Chris. <laughs> and it's Chris. No, no, no. Yeah, no, Chris comes out. Hey, guys, keep it down. And it closes the door. <laughs> and then another door opens. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Madame Tiet who goes, Did I hear something about atheist whores? Not tonight, Madam. But by, by all means. 
thank you for another night. And I throw like a wad of cash at her. She like grabs it and her eyes go wide as she starts like flicking through it. And then she looks at you like she's about to ask a question. It's best not to ask. Just accept. She shrugs, puts the wad of cash in her cleavage, and then walks back into the office, walks outside again, throws you a pair of keys. Same room as last time. Of course. And you still... Hey, I also need money for the damages. Of course. I'm pretty sure what I threw you would cover everything. She takes it out of her cleavage, counts it again. All right. And then goes back into the main office. <laughs> Boys, let's get some sleep before we call it a day. Call it, and let's call it a night. Wait a minute. Or we missing someone? Who? The, the woman, Daisy. You guys left me behind as well. Oh, uh, cr- well, Crackers, I called out to you. <laughs> crackers flies out of like the, the pink Cadillac yeah. window and goes, I had to chase after you all. Well, Thank you, Crackers. You no did one, a good job. No one doubted your loyalty, Crackers. I knew that once I whistled and snapped my fingers, you would be you'd be along presently. I ain't no guard dog. Now, give me my money. The hell? You ain't in this. I was part of the heist. I guarded the EMP. It it is it is rather factual that uh, incidentally, Crackers is the only person the only member of the team who stuck to their position solely, myself included, the entire time. I was with my position too. I was the damn security guard. And I was doing everything till your dumbass decided to do otherwise. Well, an opportunity presented itself. I cannot be blamed for an opportunist move. I don't think that that was, I don't think that's fair. Yeah? <clears throat> Tell me, when that opportunity came, did you walk out with what you wanted? Well, that's, I didn't know where, what I wanted. This is not, this is not, this is not a debate, an argument. Pay the parrot. (laughs) (laughs) Pay the parrot. You're fucking with me. Pay the parrot. Pay the parrot. God, fine. Here, I throw like another wad of cash at the bird. (laughs) That's right, because you got a fuck ton of money. I just got, I got, I'm fucking How are you scorched. delineating these, these, demogra- these denominations of, of the money? How about Cra- you mind your own fucking business? Crackers flies up, grabs a lot of cash in his talons, looks toward Eugene. Yeah, mind your own business. <laughs> and then flies over to the room. It's the last time that I defend a feathered little fuck. <laughs> he says under his breath. Gentlemen, I'm tired. It has been one hell of a night. Crack- I'm going to head to bed. Y'all can follow if you want. Tomorrow morning, I'm out. A deal's a deal. A deal's a deal. Just one question, Mr. Payne, before you retire. Hmm. Why did you come back? Like I said, a deal's a deal. I promise I'd get you guys in, I promise I'd get you out. That was the deal. And you sure stuck to it. And I get up, I, you know, put the, put the lock on the, on the charger. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm just, um, and I said, you know, I'm just going to go to sleep then. All right. And I'm hold, as I'm walking away, I'm kind of holding my hand and you could see like just a small bit of like, is it, I'm guessing it's a cold night or what kind of night? Is yeah, it? it's a cold night. Like you just see a bit of like, mi- like steam kind of coming off from my left hand where I, where I shot the laser from and I'm just kind of holding it, trying to, I guess relay some of my my healing energy into it but it's just not working and i'm just kind of just messed up saying i'm gonna go to bed what about you eugene 
I, um, assuming we weren't followed, I, uh, think I'll do what I am accustomed to most and take some solitude for myself. All right, you can have the bathroom. I'm going to go sleep on the chair. And then Crackers flies out. I got money now. I'm going to buy me a whore. And then flies over to the main office. Have fun, Crackers. You deserve it. All right. So uh, as I hear the solitude part, I said, well, if you want to stay in the car, be my guest. And I throw the keys over to uh, Eugene. Uh, Eugene uh, tries to catch it with one hand, but it goes past <laughs> his hand and into his face. <laughs> and his hand stays outstretched. Um, he clenches his fist, closes his eyes, moves his glasses back up his, the bridge of his nose, dignifyingly, and says, <clears throat> that's uh, quite all right, Dr. Castillo, uh, Mr. Payne. Good night. Good and night. he walks out of the parking lot, away from the building, and down the sidewalk. So, hang on, wait, did you just hand him the keys to the charger? Yeah. And he just walked out of the parking lot? No, they hit, no. Oh, okay. I never caught him. Okay. (laughs) So, this is just on the floor. They're just on the floor. He hit his face and ground and fell on the ground, and he's walking down the street. Okay. All right. (laughs) So. uh, Is it just me and him, then, going into the room? Yeah. So, we're going, okay, so, me and Leo go into the room, and I just start talking. I need to ask you something, doctor. What is it, Payne? You're going back to fight him, aren't you? And he kind of takes a moment, just another moment passes. <sighs> yeah, that's what a doctor does. Cures the disease. If I was you, I'd take off. That damn book worth everything? He looks, he looks pain in the eyes, I said. The book is just a tool. The city is worth something. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Well, you and I may have lived very different lives, Payne. But I lived on the streets as well before. You could either choose to forsake where you came from. And he kind of looks around and kind of looks at his hand and he's still trying to, like, heal it or something or give comfort to it. Or you could take a step back and tell yourself that at least I'm going to do something to change it. Because all I wanted was somebody to change it while I was still young. And what this man is plotting, it's not natural, nor is it fair. But then again, that's life, right? The strong survive. Goddamn right. The strong survive. I like that. Anyways, I do really appreciate it, Payne, for you coming back and helping us. I mean, I've, and I kind of like stretch out my back. <laughs> like, really wish you could have, you know, maybe honked or something instead of smashing through and hitting us, but, you know, whatever. Well, I didn't imagine you two in a dance pose doing some weird wind shit in the middle of a casino. <laughs> and he laughed. He's like, yeah, no, that, that, that came out of nowhere. If it makes you feel better, I'm okay. <laughs> he laughs. He's like, glad you are, Payne. You know, you're not that bad of a guy. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm not saying you're a good guy. I'm just saying not that bad of a guy. And I kind of scroff at that. <laughs> Anyways, let's get some sleep. Got a busy morning. I got some shopping to do. Nice. I said uh, I'll tuck in right now. And um, the f- uh, the the room is it like on the second level? Yeah, I think we okay. established it on the second. Okay, level. Okay, okay, I just want to remember. So uh, I come out. I 
exit the door and I go over to the railing and I kind of just look up into the sky. Leo. Oh, fuck. <laughs> when was the last time you saw your mentor? Let's see. I am... Um... Describe it to me as if you were there. Well, it was um, it was a Thursday night. Um, me and my mentor, we were staying late at night at the at the office, the lab specifically. Uh, and he was he was just giving me another one of his lessons of how you know specific pathogens affect different parts of the body and how cellular regeneration as well as the afflictions of viruses could cure or harm a body without ever needing to apply anything directly. And we heard a crashing, clanking of something from the, one of the back rooms. And me, me and my mentor, we, we knew instinctively that someone was trying to break in. Um, he told me to stay down, but I, I refused. I said, no, I, I know how to fight. So just as we were uh, approaching the back end, he had a baseball bat to him. I had a, a crowbar. We didn't really have much of anything to defend ourselves. We were scientists. Well, he was. I was just a kid. So let's go into that moment then. So, Leo, how old are you at this point? I was about 14, 15. So, Leo, you're 15 years old. You have a crowbar in your hand. You're in you and your mentor's office slash hideout almost. Your mentor is standing there with a baseball bat, and you hear this clattering from one of the rooms in the back. And your mentor, as you like sort of go forward, you know, you, you, you I, I feel like you've always kind of had yeah. like the, the tendency to rush forward. Yeah. Your mentor puts a hand to your chest and goes, let me check this out first. Watch my back. You and he it. steps forward. And you, all you can hear now is just this clattering. With each of your mentor's movements, you don't hear a single one of his steps. And at this point in your training, you've learned to keep your steps quiet as well. And as both of you reach toward the door, your mentor slowly opens it. And inside, you see a group of men in ragged clothing, bandanas on their heads, and weapons at their hips going through the supplies of your mentor. Leo, what do you do? They haven't noticed us, right? Not yet. Okay. I said, "Oh my god, I think they're going after after your your equipment." Remember, remember when? Look, I. I'll take the two on the right. You take the one on the left. Okay. Roll the sneak around. Fuck. <laughs> and I can't use any of my powers because then. <laughs> It's a fucking 14-year-old kid. What was it? That's a five, boys. Mm. You remember this moment clearly. The two of you moving into the room. Your mentor holds up the bat. You sneak up on one of the men, raising your crowbar. And as you do, it's just, it's the slightest thing. But the end of your crowbar just touches a beaker. 
but that's enough for all three men to immediately turn around and draw their weapons, and your mentor raises his bat, and rather than attacking the men, he just turns towards you and rushes towards you and, pu and pushes... <laughs> the next moment you wake up, Leo, you feel this crushing weight on you, and you feel just this unbearable heat. You can't breathe, and every bit of your skin is sweating. You, you feel this intense pain in your right hand, and as you push this weight off you, it takes you a bit, but you finally push it off, and you see that it's, it's two people. One of them is one of the men that broke into this building, but the, the other one, it's your mentor. He's, his eyes are dull, and his shirt is just covered in red and black and you can barely process this before you realize that the, the room that you're in right now the whole place is on fire and you look down your right hand and your hand is burned and actually a bit of it's on fire and you s slap it against your shirt what do you do okay. uh, uh, and I I, um, I try to grab him I, I guess I kick the other body of the other guy off mm -hmm. him uh, and I grab my um, my mentor's collar and I it hurts, of course, because my hand mm -hmm. is burned. Uh, but I don't care. I, I fight through the pain, and I try to, to drag him out of... How, how engulfed in flame is this, this place? This place is just fully in flame. It's an inferno. Got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, uh, I just... I try to drag him as much as I can out out through the, the floor and out the door. Roll to take the risk. Oh, fuck. Six. You're dragging this guy through this, but it, it, and I'm crying as I'm yeah, doing you, it. You're, you're crying and you can't see because of your tears and also the smoke in the air. And you're breathing <laughs> in the smoke, and now you can't breathe. And you're you're hyperventilating. And then you feel a hand grab your wrist, and you look down and you you see that your mentor has, has grabbed you. And as he looks up at you, suddenly one of the filing cabinets falls from the wall and lands on him. <laughs> And now you're tugging with all of your strength, but this he won't move anymore. And he looks up at you with blood streaming from his mouth. And he looks up and he goes, Don't let a dead man pull you down. Go, boy. No! Um, as he's telling me this, I'm like, with tears on my eyes, trying to push the, the file cabinet over. It ain't budging. It's not budging. I try pulling him, and I, I'm just like, I'm like, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to let you go. Please, just push with me. And as soon as you say that, his grip on your wrist loosens, and his hand just drops to the floor. I, I'm still pulling. He's like, no, no, please, please, please don't leave. No, I'm just, I am just pulling as hard as I can. You, you pull. And you pull, and the fire around you just rages, and your eyes, you can't even see the tears, and the smoke is just burning them. And you try to take in one last breath, and you just breathe in the smoke, and your entire throat is on fire. And then you feel this great wind blow all over you. And you open your eyes, and you don't feel the sting anymore. There's no more smoke. There's no more tears. You look down and you are 
you are in your adult body and you are no longer in your mentor's room but you're also no longer in the Dyson instead of standing on a balcony you are now standing on a cliff overlooking a sea of clouds and above you a familiar storm rages only now you see what appear to be cracks in the sky where the lightning will hit and then refract in ways you've never seen lightning spread before and it's only a moment before that great beast descends again and looks down at you and it stares I just take a seat on the cliff but may slowly, cautiously put my feet over the edge and just back straightened up kind of reminiscing about what I just experienced again I look up at it and where's the, where's the, the beast? the beast is flying directly above you its head is larger than a car and it's a few feet from you but even then you can just feel its immense presence and as you look up at it sitting on the cliff you hear what sounds like thunder but with meaning behind it the storm is coming it is everlasting it is unnatural it is a storm that will split the sky. And this creature descends until a single eye is looking at you, an eye that's bigger than you are, Leo. And you hear that same thunder. Are you afraid of the storm? And Leo is just staring directly, almost in a trance of sorts, but relaxed, because he finally sees what it is. He calmly just gets up from the ledge, dusts his hands, his feet, his pants, keeps staring at it, and then lifts his, the hand that, you know, his left hand where it was burnt, and just gently puts it on the eye meets its gaze with his own eyes. And in this moment, as you put your hand to this eye, you see yourself reflected in the iris. No. No, I'm not scared anymore. The creature moves back and stares at you with both eyes. Even if it costs you your life, Leo looks down, almost pondering his life as a whole. That's a thing. I'm a doctor. I'll help those in need, no matter the cost. And you feel that great wind once more. And the creature in front of you disperses like smoke. And so does the cliff, and so does the storm, and so through the clouds and you are once again standing on that 
motel balcony? Like, I feel like a, a, just a small little tear kind of rolls off his left side cheek. He wipes it off. Mark attention to one of your themes. We went super broad there, so I'm going to let you choose. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Beef up your main ability. Veteran <laughs> doctors. Veteran doctors come advanced. <laughs> no, um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. Now I'm even. I'm, I, can be, I can be calm in any situation. <laughs> there is no storm that could stop me. Can you blow your nose? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm fine. No, uh, I'm going to mark attention on Serpent's Gift. Okay. There it is. We move across the city. Well, not across the city. Down the streets. Same night. Different street. As Eugene walks alone on the sidewalk. It's interesting to see this time. For Even as a cat knocks over a nearby trash can. Even as two men in rough-looking clothes walk past and glare at him. Eugene just keeps walking. Eugene, mm. where do you walk to? Uh, I actually figured he would have taken a, a cab or a bus, but you were doing it. It's too late job. now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Eugene, I mean, just, Eugene just keeps walking to the nearest cab. <laughs> he just keeps walking to the nearest cab. And, uh, well, he's he does walk alone for a while, and people pass him or whatever, but he, and normally he would be intimidated to be walking alone at night in this part of town, but he takes a cab to another neighborhood, um, more in central Eden city. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, he gets out of the cab and he, uh, he keeps walking down the sidewalk. Um, cause he gets out of the cab about a block away from where he's going. And he is back at, uh, across the street now at night from the townhouse home that he, uh, was staking out um, in the last interlude or the one before. Mm. Eugene, you're standing out there. It's cold. The wind nips at your skin. You're, you're not wearing the overly large coat that you were wearing before. <laughs> no. And as you stand there, strangely enough, it must be 1, maybe 2 a.m. at this point. A light turns on in the townhome. And Eugene uh, walks across the street without looking both ways. So I hope nothing happens. Oh, damn um, ballsy. Do I have to roll, roll to take, take a risk? risk? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a negative three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm dead. <laughs> You're dead. You trip, you break a your ankle. Giant angle, vulture uh-huh. comes down. <laughs> A meteorite. A meteorite. Crackers driving a Corvette. <laughs> With his horse. A 13-story Crackers. <laughs> At this point, one of the skyscrapers just so happened to collapse. Right on the street. Missing her petunias. Um, hitting nothing but Eugene. But Eugene. The street's fine. Um, he walks across the street. <laughs> he takes those steps up. Are the porch lights on? Uh, is it just like an ins? What light turns on? Uh, the living room light. Okay, on the window. Okay. Um, he walks up the stoop, takes another deep breath, 
and uh, is there, a, I guess, a, like one of those knockers, one of those knock rings? Sure. He, sure. He, he, uh, knock, 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 knocks. Knocks, knocks. Okay. There's a moment. You hear a shuffling, and then... And then he turns back, and he starts walking down the, down the stoop. He can't do this. And then the door opens as you're two steps down. Eugene? And Eugene is frozen, his shoulders up and tight when she says his name. And he uh, turns around. He looks, her, uh, looks at the woman. And what does she look like? Um, this, she's an old woman uh, around 60s, maybe early 70s. Uh, gray hair tied up in a, a bun behind her, but also a bit messy. It looks like she just kind of got out of bed. She's currently wearing a, a gray nightgown. And as she looks at you, she has this like really perplexed, but also a loving look. She goes, Eugene, what, what, what are you, what are you doing here at this time of night? I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm surprised you recognized me, Mrs. Ramsey. Well, of, of course I would recognize you. Come on in. It's cold out here. Come, come on in. I, uh, I, 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 I must insist. Uh, yes, ma'am. And he gets up and he walks through the door. You, you walk inside, and it's you know it's a very nice home. It's decorated in a way only old women can decorate with doilies on the couches and all kinds <laughs> of yeah all kinds of figurines you and glass shelves look. and yeah <laughs> shaped things. There there is that tray of cookies and the you golden see, girls. Yeah, th- there's there's a tray there's like a cookie tray, but the lid is open. And you see there's sewing supplies inside. Uh, yeah. And as she. As she leads you in, it's like, come into the kitchen. I was just making myself uh, some tea to help me sleep. I, I'm having trouble sleeping through the nights these days. There's, there's so much going on in this city, you know? It's, it's always been so fast-paced. And as she leads you in the kitchen and starts pouring tea, she goes, you, you're, you're still a fan of chamomile, right? <laughs> what, what did you used to call it? Um, well, it, it, tec- it, it is pronounced chamomile. <laughs> oh, that that was that was, that was always so funny the way you pronounced it. <laughs> uh, Eugene is is cuddlier than we've seen him. He's warmer. He's giddier. He's uh, he's his muscles are relaxing the longer that he's there. Mm-hmm. She hands you a, a hot mug of tea and goes, "Please, please have some." Thank you. And he. Gingerly takes it. He looks around the room. Are there any photos anywhere? Yeah. There are uh, photos of her, much younger, photos of uh, her and her husband. And you see on the fridge and on the shelves photos of Christopher. Christopher when he was a baby, when he was a child, when he was a young adult. And nothing past that. It's um, M- Mrs. Ramsey. I'm 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 terribly sorry. It's it's been so long. I uh... what are you doing at my door at one a.m., Eugene? Well, it, it's as you said. There are many things happening in the city, more than you know, 
and uh, well, uh, I do apologize for the for the lateness of the hour and and for not keeping touch and for more things than even I am capable of counting in my advanced arithmetic abilities, <laughs> as you are uh, well aware, <laughs> um, Mrs. Ramsey. I do apologize, but I, I I've come to warn you. About what? It it it's it's dreadfully late, and 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 I I I've already disturbed you, and I, I I it's a lot of information. I just you'll have to trust me, Eden, for the time being and foreseeable future is not a safe place for you, and 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 I would, I I would, I would hate for anything to happen to you. You see, and and Eugene, are you in trouble? I would, because if you're in trouble, you can stay here. You know you always have a room here. I, 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 I thank you. I, I couldn't possibly uh, be, be any more of, a, of, of an imposition or, 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 or harm. Or, or Eugene, I... what is going on? The... I never told you how sorry I was about Christopher. I, I uh... I cloistered up after the um, <clears throat> after the incident and uh, the accident. The um, and I uh, well, well I, I thought this would be a good opportunity to just to to say I'm sorry for your loss. And uh, of course, I've said that in the past. But but I re- really to to tell you. And he sips the tea like he chugs this tea. He pounds, He's, he pounds this tea. It is still super hot. You you burn your tongue. No, it's great. It's, it's, it's very it's great. Thank you. Um, I, I um, Eugene, Eugene, cal- calm down. He, you, you're getting nervous again. You know, well, it's, it's okay. No, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's not. No, no, no. Eugene, it's not okay. You, you it's, have it's, nothing to be sorry for. You were you were in the middle of of a, of a gang fight. It's it's all right. No, no, no. no. If, it, if it weren't for me, I mean, I mean, no, no. no listen, listen. You, you don't. Mrs. Ramsey, m- 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 Miss Cheyenne, you you don't you don't understand. I I if it if it weren't for me, he 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 wouldn't have uh, been in that situation. And and that's that's that it's it's he was the headstrong one, and I was the uh, strong head one, as as it were. I I I knew better, and I could have done better, and. It's my fault. Miss Ramsey puts down the mug of tea. She walks over to her kitchen sink. She reaches into a cabinet and pulls something out. Walks over to you and hands you a bar of soap. What, what, what is... That's for you to wash your mouth out after all the hogwash you just gave me. <laughs> Eugene, it has been years since I've seen you. And it's been even longer since since Christopher left us. Christopher's death is not your fault. Eh? Let me finish, young man. You said, and she kind of holds back something. Uh, 
You said you didn't do enough? Eugene, I think you did plenty. Eugene, you survived. Chris was always the headstrong one, but that that's because he was so full of life. You think you have some sort of debt to pay him? You think you have some sort of debt to pay me? Eugene, you do not have anything. But if you're if you're gonna go on like that, then you make me a promise. Right now. This whatever debt you feel needs paying, here's how you repay it. You live your life. And don't you dare worry about me. And she opens up a drawer and she pulls out a very, very old pistol and spins the barrel. I can take care of myself. And she puts it back into the drawer and closes it. Eugene is back in his seat, wide-eyed, <laughs> staring at her, bar of soap in hand, glasses at the tip of his nose, looking at her, and without breaking eye contact with her, brings the bar of soap close. She reaches out and grabs the bar of soap. Eugene, I, I know you're very literal, but I did not actually mean that she takes the soap from you and puts it back in the sink. That was... It, it was a metaphor, Eugene. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I just wanted to be. It, yeah, yeah. No. I, it, I, I understand. Wait, wait, I, I should have known. It's, only, it's, it's, it's been a while. I, it has, but I. <laughs> um. You're right. I can do that. Can you tell me what's going on? If I can promise you. What you've asked of me, I'll need a bit of equilibrium. Would that be all right? <laughs> you you always use really big words, Eugene. Um, what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, uh, an eye for an eye. Uh, I'll make this promise to you, but you have to understand there are some things I I just can't explain and and if i make a request to you in return for this promise you have to promise to just trust me spit it out then miss ramsey i know you can take care of yourself you're you're quite capable you are in fact the icon that i idolized and and, and reaped my strength from I just when I say you should leave the city just for a little while it would make me feel safe and when it's all over and you've returned I promise I will explain everything but for now the city is not safe there is a dangerous man out there and that's the most that that is the utmost specifics that I will grant you I am come Eugene yes I'm trying to be I'm having a moment roll convince okay. oh my god with a gun <laughs> with a gun <laughs> use opportunist can I use, can I use feeds off fear god 
<laughs> sure, grandma, sure. She's very afraid. concerned for you right now. Okay. And back into a corner. Yeah. Great. That's all. I'm and doing. then you use disloyalty. And then uh, veteran doctors call. Remember, when all fails, throw yourself in the in front of the danger. Do any of my weaknesses work for this? Mutation. I have no. I have <laughs> ruthlessness, but he's not really being ruthless. I'm just gonna no. put no. plus two. Four, five. Five. That's a five total. The rolls are shit to that, boys. <laughs> yep. I I think she just has this look of like concern wash over her and go like, e- Eugene, I'm I'm not going anywhere, and you need to tell me what's going on. I, I, I you have to. Eugene, this I, is my home. I, yes. This was Christopher's home. Yes. This is your home. No, don't. Uh, no. No, it's, it's, it's... And I'm not leaving it. <laughs> he starts to pace around the kitchen. Listen, I, I, I really can't... If I, if, I, if I tell you, the more you know, it, 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 it's, it's simply illogical. It's simply not a good idea for you to know. I just you need to understand. No, 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 Miss Ramsey. You have to leave and just please, I want you to be safe because I can't be responsible. I won't be responsible for an... For another, I, mm, you can't. You, <sighs> she takes your hand and she gives you another warm mug. Try not to chug this one down. <sighs> Eugene, drink some tea. Calm down. If you can't tell me, fine. You're a grown man. But I'm not leaving my home. Eugene looks down into his tea, really defeated and at wit's end. Takes a sip. My hand was the strike that killed Christopher. Her eyes go wide and she steps back. What? Leave the city. He stands up and he walks out. Eugene, what? What? He closes the door behind him. Yeah, you just rush out. She she pulls open the front door and I assume you're just already I've, running down the I street. I have super sped run. Like super strength legs. Wow. Running. And she's just yelling, Eugene! 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 He's pretty much a bull just running through the streets. Yeah. With that, yeah, put... Put attention to whatever theme ruthlessness is your weakness tag. Oh, that's perfect. Because that's this is all about debts and yeah. whatever, and so that's oh. for Justice is Blind. Yeah. <laughs> Justice is Blind, y'all. Word. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I... I went somewhere there. <laughs> I saw those eyes. I saw those eyes, Kevin. Uh, okay, give me a moment. You had a moment of like... Did you cry? I had he was tearing a little. I had some water. That's called acting. I I don't. I I don't know what I was drawing on there, but there was some. You want to take five real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me let me take five real quick. Yeah. How many minutes are we in? Hey there, everyone. This is Kevin Carpenter. Just want to take this moment to give a big shout out to our first two patrons. Hunter Hughes and Guillaume Demaris. 
I believe I'm pronouncing that name correctly. According to them, it's Quebecian, Quebecois. I don't know, man. Anyway, thank you, you two, for your support. We, it means so much to us. I cannot even express that in the time that I have right now. Now, if you are not Hunter or Guillaume and you want to hear me mispronounce your name, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash oddloot. That's A-W-D, loot. We're going to be posting a lot of goodies there over the next coming days. And also, we're going to be branching out into a lot of different projects. So if you want to be the first to hear about them, head on over to our Patreon. And also, if you just want to support what we do here on Rolling in the Mist, head on over to our Patreon. And even if you don't have any money to spend, but you still you know, love the show, let us know. Send us a message on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Anywhere you find Odd Loot, send us a message. We'll read it. This project is a labor of love to us, and what keeps it going is hearing how people enjoy it. With that said, let's get back to the session. In another part of the city, back at the Dyson, we roll inside and we see Leo fast asleep inside the Dodge Charger. We see inside the room a little bit of cardboard covering the hole that Eugene had made. And we see Samuel sitting there on the bed. What's Samuel doing? He's just thinking. He's flipping the coin through his fingers, just thinking about the situation he's in. Kind of looks around, kind of chuckles, just reminiscing about everything he's just been through. And he opens his duffel bag, just full of all the stuff he got. He just looks at all the money, looks at that nice diamond egg thing he just picked out of that safe. Pulls, I'd say, a good good stack of cash. Probably like two handfuls worth. He just gets up, zips up that duffel bag, puts that money on the table. The the two stacks of cash, yeah, not the duffel yeah. bag? Yeah, just the two stacks of cash. He just kind of puts it right there, grabs the bag, and leaves. He leaves the room. We fade out. And then... He, he like, turns around, still exhausted, but... That kind of feeling you get when you think you had a good night's sleep, but you're still utterly tired. (laughs) He turns around, he goes over, um, opens the door. Leo opens the door of the Dodge Charger and... Who's standing outside? Eugene Fritz. In the flesh. Morning, Eugene. And he gets up. Is he it morning? Stretches. Yeah, it's morning. Okay, it's great. Morning. It's the next morning. <laughs> he, started, he literally started with that. Yeah. <laughs> and gets up, stretches, kind of looks at his arm. What's this, the status of his arm? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you slept it off, right? You, you Can I use at, my fire? That's what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> yeah. You you look at your arm and it's healed up. There are 
certain patches where the skin is still fresh and it almost has this like shiny scale like quality. Mm, that's good stuff. But uh, <laughs> no. but yeah, your your arm is all healed up. So take uh, that tag you burned. You have it back. Oh, you burned the oh. fire away. <laughs> Well, that's a good way to wake up. <sighs> Some fine handiwork. And he hands him uh, one of the two coffees that he's holding. Uh, thank you, Eugene. Sleep well, I suppose. Well, as best as one can do, especially given our circumstance. But, yeah, what about yourself? It, um, <clears throat> have you seen Mr. Payne this morning? Um, no, I just woke up. Why don't we go check up at the room? And... Closes the door, locks the car. All right, let's go. And as I'm walking out, I'm like, "Is this pure black?" I, 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 do people do people drink it? Any other? I wasn't. I mean, what what's your point? I, I didn't. No, I'm just. It's a pretty strong drink. I, I mean, you know, I don't know. You're welcome. I mean, I, I said thank you. That's what I said. No, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Saying some you, more you, I don't know if you had like sugar or no, milk well, or something. You know, I guess I should have. That's how. You know, bitter you're going to be about it. I'm not being bitter. You're just, I just, just feel like you, you should be. Some. Drink a coffee. I'm drinking my coffee. I, I think mm. you're just saying you've got options. Mm. <laughs> Productive as always. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Crackers flies down from the balcony and onto the roof of the car. <laughs> what are you all doing? Morning, Crackers. Morning. Good morning, Crackers. We're just going up to check on Payne real quick. All righty. You want to come along? Sure. I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> I did that last night. <laughs> And I kind of give a look to Eugene. I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's good enough. Go. Let's just go. And we, we head towards the room. The two of you walk back up to the motel room, and uh, Leo, I assume you knock on the door. Yeah. Bane. No response. Bane, you there? You look down, and you see that the keys are actually in the lock. What the hell? And I look over to, um, to Eugene. I said, Get ready. Uh, what, what do you... And, like, I, I clench my fist, and I bust open the door. You bust open. Leo, you rush in. Yeah. And there's nothing. The beds are made. The cardboard is still covering the <laughs> hole in the floor. You, you can actually hear what sounds like a, like a razor from the room downstairs. Of someone like shaving in the morning. There's a thin ass fucking floor. <laughs> There's a hole. There's a hole in it. <laughs> I, yeah. I look around. Payne? Payne, where are you? Uh, I check the bathroom. He's not in the bathroom. Nope. Not in here. What is this? And I head over to um, are the stacks of cash right yeah, there. Yeah, Crackers flies yeah. off your shoulder and goes, money, money, money. Get, <laughs> away, get away, get away, get away. <laughs> and he flies yeah. away. I, I grab both of them and I'm like, and I kind of like smack them together. I don't know if you can find that sound mm-hmm. of like wads of cash being smacked together. I'll, I'll find it. Um, <laughs> and I just say, well, a deal was a deal. And he turns over to, um, to Eugene and said, here. And I throw the other wad of cash at him. He outstretches his hand. just like when he tried <laughs> he to catch the keys. Uh, and he clenches his fist as if he caught it. But it went right past his hand and <laughs> smacked his face. And it fell on the ground. His <laughs> arm stays outstretched. And he just... Someone's that an athlete. <laughs> he just... And like, if the camera were looking at him, it's just a look of utter disappointment. Like, oh, son. 
<laughs> he picks up the money. Um, and then the TV clicks on. I shoot it. No. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you turn toward it, and you see it's a news report. There is a uh, reporter behind a desk going, We take you now to City Hall, where Mayor Dents is giving a speech on last night's events. Oh, sweet atheist monkey paws. We, well, let's see what he's going to say. We cut to a podium where Mayor Dents is standing there addressing a large room of reporters. <clears throat> Citizens of Eden City, it is with a heavy heart that I must speak on yet another moment of crime in our fair, fair city. While I was in the club known as the Rolling Note, a fine establishment, a team of criminals attempted to make off with a large amount of money, but not before murdering several people in their wake. This cannot stand any longer. I've often spoke of a world where we do not need heroes. And only recently did we lose one of our finest heroes, Detective Arthur Strange. He pauses as a picture of Strange appears on screen. And Leo, you, you get a sense that this was like the one nice photo that they could find. And even then, he still has like a five o'clock shadow going on. Can I like, can I explain what it would have been? What, what is the picture? It wasn't even one that he was like aware of. It was like, a candid like you know, he did. Yeah, it's a candid frame. <laughs> it's like him. Taking a uh, sip, but like he, like he kind of saw the camera. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like his eyes are wide. Room. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, like everybody did like a group photo, but he wasn't in it. So they just took the wings like, like that. So it's really a, the blown up corner of a group photo of yeah. other people in which he's so in the yeah. corner of the photo. He's <laughs> very pixelated. And I'm just like, oh, strange. Good Lord, not even a picture. Now I will admit. I am not much for change. Even as I speak, our oldest institutions of law, of health, of marriage, are being eroded by times that have forgotten the foundations of where they came from. But in order for us to reach that world without the need for heroes, oh, here we go. We must have one more change. At the fundraiser gala at my estate, I will be announcing a new initiative that will forever change this city. It will be enacted immediately after the event, and my hope is that it will begin a new era of peace and prosperity within Eden City. A new era, he looks directly at the camera, where innocent men and women will no longer lose their lives. Thank you. And he steps off the podium as you hear many reporters yelling for questions and statements. And then it cuts back to the reporter. The crime that Mayor Dents was referring to was the robbery at the Rolling Note Club last night, where two men and two pictures appear on the screen. A Dr. Leo Castillo and a IT specialist, Eugene Fritz. IT officer, broke into the club. These men are still at large. Please call this number, and a number flashed on the screen, if you have any information on these men. However, they are dangerous, so please exercise extreme caution around these men. 
Now, on to sports. And it's at that oh, point. And, no. And it's at that point, the screen goes static. And then, you hear a voice. Immediately, Leo shoots up, because he was sitting on the bed as he was watching it. He looks around completely like, what? I, I look over to, to, to Eugene. Does Eugene hear this? No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah I, I heard, I heard. I said, Eugene. Eugene. F the F, no. Nope, I'm, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this right now. Pe- crackers, hey. stop it. Crackers just looks at Eugene and goes, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he poops, <laughs> he poops oh, on the dresser and he's standing on it. And then, the static morphs out of the screen. No, no, the ring hasn't been made yet, no. (laughs) And a shape oozes down onto the floor and forms into feet, then legs, then a chest and arms that are covered in a trench coat, and then finally, a haggard-looking face, (laughs) wearing a pretty nice hat. Oh my god. And as the static fades, you see a semi-translucent figure standing before you both. Strange? Stra- strange? Yeah, there we go. Boys, I need a drink. And Eugene, <sighs> dumbfounded, jaw dropped, hands him his coffee. <laughs> and I like I try to go for it. Can I even like hold it? Roll it. Take a risk. Take a <laughs> roll that a risk. You possess him. No. I'm possessing a cup of coffee. Well, go toe to toe. With the six. You fail. You try to take the coffee and it falls from your hand onto the carpet. Actually, no. Through the cardboard, through the hole in the floor. Hits the guy that was shaving. <laughs> yeah, you just shaving. hear. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I look at the guys, I'm like, oh, shit. That's a problem. Eugene faints. 